I don't know. I just think there's some. There was some great. That's another chance they had to make to really be funny. I'm Rambo. He sucks. I'm Rambo. Okay. We catch you, 1984. Rambo's funny. Okay, you see those outfits, right? Yes. The red outfits they're in right now. As you know, there was Buck Rogers in the 25th century, and there was the woman. That's her outfit. And there was a second one in case it was at the cleaners because they would do eight-hour, 12-hour shows. I mean, um, uh, they would make their shows like two a night to get the season over with, you see. Ah. So they don't know that they're wearing Buck Rogers outfits right now, but they sure are. That's insane. Oh, so that's worth my, the price of admission right there. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> I heard to get it, they had to go into a time travel uh, machine and travel uh-huh. into the 25th century, get the, uh, from what I have, all right, no, maybe not. Oh, you mean get the uh, outfit? Yeah, and then fly back to the 20th century. Look how good they are. Look how good they're doing. Yeah, no, they seem like I wish fun. she had become a big star. You know what, I'm, I'm not worried about her. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned the movie The Runaways. So what we're seeing is a rarity is an actor who also was who's in a movie. Well, someone who's in a movie who's then later is portrayed in a movie. Right. Have you seen the, the, the Tupac movie? Tupac, I can never remember. No. Well, they have like people playing like uh, Jada Plunkett Smith and uh, just, it's, it, it's interesting because they, they, they're at the, when he's in the digital underground, he did the soundtrack for Nothing But Trouble and so they are there on the set of the music video. And it's just kind of mind-boggling. Uh-huh. I remember that music video. Uh, anyway. They were, like, big in Los Angeles in, like, 74. Who's this? I don't know. There was a bunch of people just prior to punk who yeah. who kind of missed the punk boat because they gave birth to, like, an Iggy Pop. You, only, you know his name. You know his one song. But really, he could have been... Uh, what the Clash and Sex Pistols were, you know? Yeah. There's, there's others like that. MC5, uh, I guess, was a contemporary of Iggy, so there's the same way, because they were pretty radical. So here we have an awkward, I think you're sexy girl thing, and I'm trying to be cool. So he's got, you know, <laughs> I just he goes, I'm spot-checking the flowers. Oh, no, 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 I didn't step into the fountain in the middle of the uh, Miami hotel. I was checking. Holy shit. Now, Eddie Beeson is supposed to be a tourist from another planet called blah, blah, blah. And everyone thinks he's just crazy. He couldn't be a tourist from an extraterrestrial world. Wait a minute. He's an E.T.? We have Rambo and E.T. in this movie? Yeah. Who's cut next? Rubik's Cube? Here, we're going to hear his speech so that everyone ne- recognizes him now, if it's okay with you. Yeah, please do. Please do. Yeah, he was. Uh, but I mean, he was. Hey, 
away. You're giving away our best stuff. Mr. Potato Head. You say backdoor? Yeah, he was the backdoor man in uh, uh, War Games. So I forgot this, but he was in Greece. It was just a small appearance. He yeah. was in Greece too, and that movie was a small appearance. Uh, he was also, yeah. Oh, do you like Reese too? Nope. But I, I mean, I only saw it once, and the thing—I don't know—I just wasn't Greece. Yeah, no, I agree. Sorry about that. I enjoyed this film he did, in which he was uh, a, a, a crazy fan for the Beatles, and he would camp out trying to find them and stuff. I know that film. Start... I want to hold your yeah. hand, and that also had the late Wendy Joe Spencer in it. Buddies. Yeah, that's Robert right. Zemeckis. That was like one of his first movies. It started a um okay, so now she Tracy is complaining that Elliot doesn't take pay any attention to her, so Fran's giving good advice to treat him like a pet. Give him short commands. Sit. Uh, taking sex advice from Fran Dresser. So this is like how to control men. So he says, treat him like a pet. Give him short commands. Elliot, come. Listen, you read the book, now see the movie. How to pick up men, Friday. So now here she is on the beach doing it. Oh, cool. Hey, that outfit looks good if you lose weight. Sorry, nagging you. <laughs> She's a pickup artist. Elliot, come here. He goes, sit. Stuff like that. So basically what we're getting here is um, set up for uh, Tracy's disappointed. Uh, he's like, let's spend time together. Let's go to the Caribbean. He's like, I have a hotel room on. As a matter of fact, I need to get back there right now. And she, he starts criticizing her. This is going to be like she's get. This is the beginning of her getting upset. Yikes! Yeah, I just realized that Wendy Jo Spencer, who I'm last name I'm mispronouncing, we saw her in Moving Violations. She was the one who went right, to right, 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 Fred Willard for the checkup. Yeah, so it's not an exact like. Eddie Deason was in Surf Two, the end of the trilogy, right? So that yeah. is for us. That, oh, I love yeah. that. See, he's terrific in that. Yeah, for all, for sure. And so um, she is tertiary uh, associated with her show, right? Right. Yeah. It's like six six degrees of L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. <laughs> I don't think that's going to catch on that game. Uh, wow. Now, this is Borat. This, that, she's Very the bell nice. Hop. Very nice. Wow, look at these bellhops. So Bell all we're hookers. saying here is that's increasing business by a lot. But here comes Matches. Oh, my God. Matches is like, he's about the size of a matchbook. Uh, <laughs> hello. Non-shady now, character. Here we get a subplot that is squandered and inexplicable, okay? For some reason, Fran Drescher falls in love with Matches. She's now, right there in the background. The director- what? She's in the background watching him. Yeah. She's going to be the bellhop. He falls in love with matches or is really attracted to him. But what the director and writer should have done is given us a reason, anything. Like maybe she was about to fall and he saves her. Anything. 
Give us a reason because it's not understandable. Oh, right. Why she, you know, she she comes on to him like a John. Okay, time for a Look at these guys. All right. They're going to do a not funny shtick now. Like, this gay guy keeps harassing me. Please be pretend to be my girlfriend. They're trying to pick up a girl. These guys are pretty funny. And she, does, she doesn't fall for it. He's like, I thought it would work. They do get funny when they're in the bomb shelter. Oh, oh, they, oh you didn't tell me there's going to be a bomb shelter? Cool, now I'm interested in this movie. When you go down to the boiler room, there's this the janitor kind of guy who's all Rambo-y. And, right. You know, he thinks that World War Three is uh, coming, and he's got a bunker. So will he be there this Tuesday at the boiler room hosted by Carl? Yeah, in his bunker though. I, he doesn't right. often. Emerge. He has a bu- it is Springfield bunker. Yeah, that's Garfield, New Jersey. Oh, Garfield, Garfield right. Jersey. I'm thinking of uh, the Safe House. It's Monroe Street. Look it up. Yelp it. Oh, I will yelp it. I gave him one star. I came there Thanks. to talk loudly on a Tuesday night, and there was a comedy show. Uh, you get now matches is catching on that Fran sort of likes them. Over Max's shoulders, you will see the Duran Duran cover. No, oh, but are you sure it's a Duran Duran cover and not just that artist? It's that artist, but it's the particular. See, there's the artist over his shoulder now. Right. But they, but I, was it Rio? They parti- oh. shows a particular picture, and it's the actual picture. Okay, there matches sees a flame, and, and he, he gets, gets erect. His cigarette gets lit up. I like matches. They call me Matt. You know, they call me Matches, Carl. Oh, yeah? yeah. I have a match. Oh, go ahead. Oh, call- <laughs> does it regard your dog's butt in my face? Yes. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> your dog's butt in my face. Oh. What a match. So now he sort of like gets rid of her and says, we'll go on a date. He does not know how prostitution works. All right. Okay. I'm going to talk to Eddie Deezes by the commissary. <laughs> they are perfect together. If, if uh, Fran and Eddie Weber somehow got some sort of role, that would have been perfect. You think but, Chuck uh, McCann was going over to the craft service table and he saw Fran Dresser and Eddie Deezes talk and he's like, yeah, I'll pass. Yeah, I quit. <laughs> That's why he's out of here. She's amazing in this, by the way, Fran. Oh? Well. I think she's just doing Fran. Yeah, all right. There, yeah, there. You see the Duran Duran cover? Oh, it is. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Ten minutes later. Go later. Life. This yeah, is yeah. planet Earth. <laughs> Ten minutes later. Girls on film. You know what didn't happen to them? 
they really were set up to be like they should be like the Bee Gees, how we laugh at a corny group or something. That's, that's... They never got that stigma, but they were the top 80s thing. And, and not everything that was wrong with New Wave, but you know what I mean? Like we should listen to their songs now and think they're cheap and corny, but I like them. Oh no, they had a they had a total fan base, and Bee Gees may not be the best example because they they were definitely songwriters. You know, like they definitely they weren't there to like they weren't puffy. Uh, Duran Duran has lasted a uh, turn in time. I just read a, a book about Depeche Mode, and man, and that one of the guys was like a really bad heroin addict. He cleaned himself up, but it was rough for a oh, while. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of that. Sorry, this 80s movie is bringing us back to... The album covers used as movie props uh, is bringing us back. No, it's just a coincidence. It was just so 80s, so... I bet you this hotel that they shot this film at, Carl, they must have just had the the photo up to begin with. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm sure that's right. Oh, the estate would not accept it. Like, if you did this now, you would get sued by the estate, by the artist, saying you don't have permission to fucking put my shit in your movie. Yeah, I guess you're right, because it's true that it was bought. Okay, what Matches did is he planted a bomb, and now he's calling Dracula to say there's a bomb in the building, and Dracula would be like, thank you. Oh, let me do this. This is a lifetime role for me. Dracula, it's me, Matches. The bomb's in the hotel. Click. (laughs) Where are you going? I just spoke to Dracula. I have to leave. She's saying to Matches, last night was wonderful, but last night was what we saw. There was nothing. So Matches is like, all right, you're crazy. She's so in love with him, and and it's not for any reason. Okay, now, the producers of this film are are Irving Schwartz and Harry Hurwitz, as you know. And here we have Irv and Harry's Laundry Service. Wow, that's the cheapest Easter egg I've ever seen. Easter egg, right. That's a Marvel Cinematic Universe Easter egg right there. Yeah. So he put the bomb in the laundry downstairs, and then uh, our Peter Scolari said, hey, they forgot some laundry, and he made sure that it got into this van. And now by coincidence, Matches is following the van, Irv and Harry's laundry service. He doesn't even know it. Oh, so he's just taking a Sunday drive in Miami. Well, he's he thinks his job is done. He's leaving. This needs the white elephant song. Baby elephant. The thing is, as a story, it doesn't make sense that he's leaving because he's so orgasmic for fire. What he really should be doing is staying around to see his handiwork. Now, the laundry service inexplicably parks, and the guys get out for no reason. They didn't arrive at the laundry. Right, and that was a weird explosion, too. Oh, here's the funny voice. The, the explosion was way too much. It's not funny. I'll put it on. It's like he's saying... How was your appointment at the doctor? I'm terminal. I don't have long to live. Switzerland called. They want to know what to do with all your money. Like, oh, I could leave it. If only I could find some girl. They're doing like gag me with the spoon uh, motions while they're talking. Well, yeah, the joke is supposed to be they 
Oh, the explosion. Okay, so here's matches. the joke. Matches is blown up like a cartoon. Yeah, and he came back. Uh, You're absolutely right. They parked the car at the intersection when the light turned red and walked out. Now, Eddie thinks it's a person from his own planet who's come to take him back early, and it's like an enemy or a nemesis. So he's calling up the dad and going, false alarm. Wah, wah, wah. Despicable. Darn, darn. That Look how they despicable. squandered this horrible villain, right? Oh, and she shows up, too. Oh, hey, man, to have Christopher Lee on the phone, that is an honor for a movie, for a cheap movie. But if you got Christopher Lee, why keep him on the phone every scene? How many how many hours do you think Christopher Lee spent shooting this film? Um, very few, because his scenes take place in that same room where he does the sword fight. And then he's got one scene in which he's with them in Miami. So very little. Right, and they shot that scene at the uh, premiere of the film, so it saved some time. He was showing up anyway. <laughs> Hello, we're the Funny Boys. Uh, we'll be performing at the improv in the upstairs room, in the ice room. We'll be in the circus room. Please, won't you fuck us? Please touch our <laughs> penises. So... Elliot is turning the hotel around, and really it's a lot of Tracy's doing. But Elliot's turned the hotel around, and we don't have anything with the father going, really? I'm surprised. You know what I mean? Like warming up to Elliot or something. We don't have any of that. Elliot. Okay. The hotel's doing so well that this woman is like a representing the worldwide blah, blah, blah hotels, <laughs> and they want to buy it, you know? I'm here from Florida Man Monthly Magazine, and we want to feature your hotel. Florida Man Magazine, no thanks. Are they from Manatee County? Well, no, is this? Yeah. County in Florida. Oh, is it, man? Yeah. Do you know what a manatee is? A manatee, yeah, sure. Oh, the manatee. No, manatee, the big blobby creatures, right? Right, and they swim around in the ocean, right? Yeah. So Bradington is in Manatee County, so I was down there, and everything is Manatee this and Manatee that. So I passed the store, it's Manatee Mattress, and I was like, I thought he slept in the water. That's going too far. I'm sorry, my suspense. Listen, manatees do not eat fried chicken. I don't understand this (laughs) shack of yours. Yeah, you should have Manatee kelp, if anything, (laughs) and it should be in the water. Guess he didn't need no kill from anyone. So here we have a very unfunny scene that should be cut in which he's trying to catch frogs. Oh, really? Yeah. He's like Bill Murray? The, oh, no, he's not. He's not trying. He doesn't have a frog infestation. As a matter of fact, he's outside. But what's going on here is it clears the way for him to be out of the bunker, okay, so that the, the guys can bring girls down to the bunker, and it's the beginning of a party. I don't know. That's a dangerous stranger right there when you get invited to a bunker. They don't seem to mind. Yeah, it's good that we manage that place we can get away to. Sorry, uh, is that called the Barcone Key? No, not yet. Remember, we're on one of the more hours standby. These guys, when they were doing it, were like, we are hilarious. This is going to kill. Listen, and I know I'm we're... sure that's what... Yeah. What's that? Oh, I know we're a comedy duo, and we have to t- split the, the money we make, and uh, there's always, like, one of us is going to make it, and the other one won't, but not anymore. We're in a movie together. 
Yeah, we n- neither of us make it. I end up in Ferris Bueller. The guy did some stuff. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, like I said, he's a Star Trek connection. He was in Star Trek Enterprise, Golden Girls, Big Ben Theory. Now, you have a kid. Do you know the show Big Time Rush? I think so. Yeah. Is it a PBS show? No, no, you don't know it. Okay, he was in that. Yes, I and do. Arrested- it's a PBS show, and they talk about fractions. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're correct. And Arrested Development, he was in. He was in some kind of wonderful Surf Ninjas. I've seen Darn the last three. I've for... seen Surf Ninjas, some kind of wonderful, and Arrested Development. City of Industry? Uh... No. Okay, he worked as a developer for Sabrina the Teenage Wish, which he was a writer on Real Time with Phil Marr. He was a writer for Dharma and Greg. He was a writer for Blossom. Was he a rich kid in some kind of wonderful? Like he was in the party with Andrew McCarthy, and they're like, huh, oh, sure. Right, I got to tell you, I did not go back into this guy's history for our show. And Reese, I did not see. Carl, as, a, no. as, the, as our show's researcher, you have to go see some kind of wonderful again. <laughs> yeah, well. What's your favorite part in the beginning where the guy. kid's putting his garbage pail kids cards in a, a card collectible folder? That is a pander right there. Okay, so they're doing sort of like a strip poker and they get caught. Oh, Rambo's got him. And now they start getting funny. All right, good. Let's hear. Matches is up to no good again. Matches is back with Duran Duran picture. Can I ask you a question? If your laundry service van blows up, would you have a security in your hotel? Extra security. Yeah, would you like, right, would you start questioning, would there be a big investigation, would there be a, now it's the laundry service, not the hotel, maybe it's that's the reason, it's the laundry service's business, oh, yeah. I don't know. I heard their business is blowing up. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting huge, we're blowing up. Hi, I'm Cherry, and I'm Cherry's twin, together we are Cherry and Cherry's twin. He's twins. I Here's have a name, you know. My name's Cherry. Okay. I have a name. So we're having more. I can't be your lover because I'm busy. This guy uh, has and issues. also we're having Sherry's song. Now, in the same way that the hotel, the people the real, the one who want to buy the hotel showed up, like, a guy from a record company shows up and goes, I understand you are the manager of Sherry and Sherry's twin. Yes, I am. We'd like to give them a contract. And he's still photographed. Now the old ladies have made their way down to the bomb shelter and they're smoking smoking. They got the little 80s joints. It's really cute. Right. And that's all they do in this film and they go away. So that's why I didn't even look them up. You know, that's actually Cheech and Chong and when they're uh, uh, <laughs> in drag. Yeah, they which said they fuck. did do with um Bosom Buddies. With Rip, Rip Taylor, right? Rip Taylor. And Cheech and Chong, they were in drag. Oh. Yeah, you're right. I I I'm trying to think which movie that was. Was it Nice Dreams? Maybe. I, is that the one where he's in an insane asylum? Cause yeah, yeah, right. Because excuse me, like well, Michael Winslow shows up as Jimi Hendrix. 
Oh yeah, yeah they're and, in the same asylum because fucking Dr. Timothy Leary uh, drugged the them. The real Timothy Leary. Yeah, that bad. I really okay, they're hated. They're gonna be funny now. Okay. Ready? Yes. I don't know if it's I can't funny, take this anymore. This is very painful. All right. Maybe it wasn't funny, but I'm saying for the first time, they're really, I, I don't know, it's believable as opposed, they're in trouble with their boss because they're having a party. They're, so he's like, come on, boss. I didn't get a formal invitation. Did you get a formal? I didn't get a formal invitation. Nobody got a, please stay, you know. Well, now, I, I think please, it's funny that the funny boys get to play off the two stoner ladies. <laughs> like they're Look, uh, there's the comedy sexy duo. girl who he was um, uh, nervous around. And here's a funny, funny, weird parallel. As you know, sorry, I'm just, oh, there's some sort of, everyone's got crap uh, right down the middle of, oh, oh, careful. Oh, yeah, careful, watch Your out. Is, oh, it's side casting boob. a shadow, your boob. It's. Yeah, you know, I see side boob with these topless women. You're blocking the light. Um, so anyway, the woman who comes on to him is was in Bachelor Party, the Tom Hanks film. Oh, yeah, which I've seen several times. So that's the one in which they're distracting. Remember the guy who, like, wants the Gina Davis, and so he's like, I'll give you my car. Remember that guy? Sure. He's doing some scene in which he's going to blow up the bachelor party and she goes make love to me and distracts them do you remember that yeah of course that's her nice hey i have a question about bachelor party is there a buddy bud the chud too in that movie uh i think he was in bachelor party too uh, i could be wrong remember i did research that it was garrett of course yeah and um my gang again or something yeah that's a great question i guess we were looking at the blob which was like three weeks ago or something. I don't remember. He yeah, was that's right. In, Beware the blob. I think it was Bachelor Party 2 he was in. Now, Bachelor Party 2 is the one that was in the 90s? I don't know. I never saw it. I mean, it was obviously well, just they, like, let's make they made like a uh, They made a direct-to-video uh, sequel to Bachelor Party 20 years after, like 15 years after it came out. Let's see here. Hold on. Now I think we're having a ballad. Now that is not Marie. That is Cherry. Are you Cherry. sure? No, no. That's the thing. I'm not sure. Of course not. The internet says it is. Do I believe it? <laughs> it's as good. It's a nice ballad. Ballad well, out. It's, it, I don't know. From where she comes from, He's now doing sticks and Foreigner in Boston. You know what I mean? Like, he comes from such a hard rocking band, and she, now she's trying to be heart doing never, <laughs> no, never, never ne run away. Is that how that song goes? Never, no, never, no, never, 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 never run away. I, what I'm trying to say is, he's trying to be the pop music of that day. Right. 
in that hairstyle. Marie, that was great. I'm Sherry. Come on, Marie. Okay, here's the um, manager person. And listen now, she talks like a robot. You see how quirky she talks? Yes. Anyway, it's just like we want to sign them. And then, of course, true to form of this movie, we never see anything about that again. Well, good. Well, good. (laughs) Now, look, you might like Colleen Camp. She was in two... Uh, Police Academy movies, your I, favorite. I'm, I'm very familiar with Colleen Camp. I love Colleen Camp. I think she's great. I think, was she in Wayne's World? He was in Wayne's World. She was uh, 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 Brian Doyle Murray's wife, the one that you're looking fine or whatever the line was. <laughs> I don't remember. I did see well, Wayne's you, World, of So course. do you remember Wayne's World? They had a sponsor. Rob Lowe got a sponsor, and it was uh, Brian Doyle Murray's Arcade. Yeah, something like that. I do remember. That was Wayne's World 2, I think. No, no, it was in the first Wayne's World. Oh, okay. okay. And so his wife was Colleen Camp. Gotcha. Now, she was also a wife in Police Academy 4 Cities on Patrol. She was Mrs. Tackleberry. Oh, yeah, which is very memorable because they liked the gunplay in her sex play. Now, do you remember in Apocalypse Now the Playboy Bunnies? Yeah. That was Colin Camp. That's topper. right. Yeah, yeah, right. When like Bob Hope came by, he's one of them. Oh, when Bob Hope came by, that is perfect. It was USO. Yeah. He well, that's was a one crazy... of the playmates. Weren't like the, that scene in Buckles now? Like they're hopping on a helicopter, like they're crawling into a helicopter as it flies up. It's crazy. Well, yeah, the men went sex crazy and they stormed the stage, and so they tried to take off in the chopper. And yeah, they were basically crawling their way into it, with, and guys were hanging on. Do you remember? There's that one guy who falls from the landing gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must have hurt. Listen to that long, long ah. Uh, she has literally a golden microphone. In Buck Rogers from the 25th century dresses. <laughs> Again, they had to go into a time machine. She was in a lot of stuff that I don't remember her from, and I think it's because she got very heavy. Um, she was in Election in 1999. She was in American Hustle in 2013. I don't remember her. Wait, who, Colleen Camp again? Yeah. Oh, she's in I mean, she, I saw her recently in something. I mean, she's older, so it's not like it takes a second. But there. Okay, so now Tracy sees Elliot about to cheat. And he's really cheating. Well, uh, I know he's not really cheating, but we're not there yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, nervous around here, and she's so super sexy. And it's like she's like, oh, I feel sick. Will you take me to your room? And you know what I mean? He's not resisting. It's like at the last second when he's actually offered it, he will resist. But it's, Yeah. And this is her oh, working wait, hours. This is like a rocker. Hold on. This is Romeo, and we hear this twice in the in the whole thing. But this wasn't on their soundtrack album. 
the Rosebud Beach, What's that? The original soundtrack to the Rosebud Beach Hotel. Yes, it is. The only one that doesn't appear is one called Steel, and that's on their their album. Are you sure but, I have the cassette uh, of it right here? Let me take a look. Okay. Yeah, good. you're right. No, it's, in, it's missing. Romeo, Romeo. There she is, like Bachelor Party. Make love to me. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And then the, the, I'm feeling much better now. <laughs> and then the face of the nun shows up on her face. God. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, so, Carl, when I was a teenager, uh, I went to see Revenge of the Nerds, and this was in a, um, a mall in New Jersey, and I forgot what small it was, but... Willowbrook. It wasn't was Willowbrook. Let's say it this way. It was like a multiplex... Uh, uh-huh. Off of off the parkway, and I don't, I can't remember where it is, but you would, you would know what I'm talking about. But it was just like a okay. big, and we went to see Revenge of the Nerds, and it sold out. So, oh yes, it's Essex Green, Essex Green. Okay, it sold out. So we went over to uh, bachelor party, but I, uh, you know, not being of age, was really nervous, and uh, <laughs> so we watched. I think we. Uh, Sorry, I sang at the bachelor party and I, 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 in the Claremont. I went to see it with a friend. Uh-huh. And I got really nervous and I left halfway through because I had to go home. And uh, then we went to see Revenge of the Nerds and it sold out. So we snuck into the showing of Bachelor Party and it was right at the scene where I left off. Oh, that's perfect. This yeah. is where I came in. It's the scene where the guy falls and his ass hits the sunroof. Remember the couples in the car? Yeah. Yeah. How can you forget a bachelor party? Especially if you were the couple. That was a night you, that you couldn't forget. Now, this is interesting about Colleen Campbell. Like this, her first film ever, it's an uncredited role. She was Roddy McDowell's human slave in 1973's Battle for the Planet of the Apes. Wow. No shit. Battle, that's the, and, that's the fifth one. And we love Roddy from uh, this show. Oh, Roddy McDowell, yeah. Yeah. Uh... Uh, angel, 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 down, down we go. go. <laughs> <laughs> but there was another thing, though, Roddy was in. Because it was the second time I researched him. I just saw... Oh, yes, it was Charlie Chan. Oh, the, the 1981 version that we saw. Right. Yeah. The Dragon Queen. Right, right, right. Look how awkward Tracy dances. It's supposed to be funny. And it really could have been... If they is she trying to like mack on guys in front of Peter? She's no, she now thinks that Elliot's a cheater. Is that who you meant by Peter? She thinks Elliot's Peter. a cheater, and there, therefore she's getting crazy. But she really doesn't want to cheat because when this guy comes on to her, she's like, Men are pigs, you know, right? She's dancing. Meanwhile, Peter's in there, he's like. Hey, you got a dual cassette player? That's so cool, because then when one side rewinds, you can listen to music on the other one. That's great. I didn't bring you up here to talk about my horrible boombox. Here's another Colleen Camp thing you'll like. She was in 1976's Gunball Rally. Oh, I do like that movie, yeah. Yeah. Well, Stripes is her big movie, isn't it? Or or, uh, No, you must be thinking of... Meatballs. uh, You must be thinking of Dr. Jekyll and Mrs. Hyde. Girl, oh. woman. Oh, uh, Sean Young? 
Yeah, Sean Young. She was definitely in stripes. Uh, do you think Colleen Camp was the other one? Oh, I don't no. know. Uh, maybe it was. Uh, maybe it was Meatballs. Mm-hmm. I always thought she was. I the don't one. have that down here. Colleen Camp was in Last Action Hero. She was in My Blue oh. Heaven with Steve Martin. Can I mention, like, um, if you have the opportunity to watch uh, Wayne's World with the director's commentary, which I recommend because Penelope Sheridan yeah. is great. Uh, she loves Colleen Camp. Like, she's just high. Uh-huh. She doesn't say good things about Mike Myers, Michael Myers, which is which is terrific. But she she stops and, and definitely compliments him, uh, Colleen Camp. Gotcha. Yeah, there she did it. She smacked his face and stormed off. She walks into the Wayne's World basement and, like, the cameraman goes, like, hey, your wife's hot. And she gives kind of like a, oh, look, it's really funny. Uh-huh. Like she's thrown off guard by it. I guess I should put that in my Netflix queue and see it again. Why? Why? Yeah, go see the Yeah, Yeah, get the World. DVD and watch, and watch it with the director's cut. You've seen the movie a hundred times. So it's not like... Okay, director's cut. I haven't. You have. I've definitely seen it once. Okay. But, you know, I thought Rob Lowe was in the second Wayne's World. How many times have you seen the second Wayne's World? None. Maybe once. Yes, once. I got free tickets to go see that in the theater. So there we had Fran Drescher next to Eddie Deason. Yeah, we talked over that. It wasn't, it wasn't good. Now she sees her boyfriend. Now, of course, Matches is up to the same old antics. He's going to blow up this hotel. Doesn't learn, does he? Oh, here they are. They're in the bunker party. Colleen Camp was married to the executive of Paramount Studios. They have a child together. It was a big deal on that interview I saw with her. Oh, yeah. I guess they're no longer together. No, they're not together, but they have a child together, so they're together for life. Right. And she was in Clue... Uh, she was in Smokey and the Bandit Part 3. Oh, yeah. He's, he's got a career. Hey, Missy, you forgot your bomb. Yeah, that's right. Listen, I said... Hey! Eddie Deason. I'm so used to watching bombs with Eddie Deason. This is the first time I've seen Eddie Deason with a bomb. <laughs> no, he... Eddie Deason thinks this guy is from his planet and trying to... Uh, Take him uh, destroy him or something. Oh man, this is how bombs work. You throw it up in the air and it blows up. Uh oh. And matches once again is you know watch watch this comedic point. They didn't pay off. They can't afford to show you the the payoff. There's no <laughs> money shots because there's no money. So now Tracy has had enough. Ellie doesn't even pay attention to him. Now he's sleeping with other women. I am out of here. I am out of here. Check, please. I'm, I'm here to check out. So now Fran says, you're my best friend in the world. Don't leave. Which, again, wasn't set up. Were they best friends? I thought they were just prostitutes. I mean, right. like Pimps and... Uh... Yes. Now watch this. Friendship? I thought it was a pimp uh, trick relationship. 
Christopher Lee, our big villain, right? I found out something so strange. I mean, he recorded opera and did other musical pieces. He was a singer, but he became involved with metal, heavy metal. Oh, I did not know this. He made a metal album album called Charlemagne by the Sword and the Cross in 2010. He worked with several metal bands since 2005. Wow. <laughs> he, he had a follow-up called Charlemagne, the Owen, Omens of Death. <laughs> My God, he and, must have had so much fuck you money from like Lord of the Rings <laughs> and Star Wars. He's yeah. like, fuck you. I'll do some death metal. On his 91st birthday, he was honored, honored with the Spirit of Metal Award in t- by the 2010 Hammer of the Golden Gods Award Ceremony. <laughs> and listen, he deserved that so much. Oh, there you look. Now, Fran has been sworn to secrecy, and so she's, like, saying, you know what you did? It's kind of funny. Let's hear it. All right. Not only that, but Tracy knows, too. Tracy, what does she say? Well, you know what? You know who? You know where? You see, it could have been so funny, right? You know what? With you know who? He goes, what? Who? Where? It just, I don't know. No, it's good. They're good. They're both great. He's great, Peter Solari. He was, uh, you know what? Tom Hanks, when he directs movies, he puts them in it. So uh, The Thing That You Do and I think Larry Crown. Remember that movie, Larry mm-hmm. Crown? No. Was it? It was like the name of Tom Hanks' character. He goes to night school mm-hmm. and he meets Julia Roberts. And the movie was like Larry Crown. Like as if you were going to oh, be like, let me see what movies. Well, yeah. I think so, but it's just like, movie phone, tell me what movies are playing. Today is Larry Crown. Oh, I always wanted to see a movie about Larry Crown. I'll go. Oh, look There's at me. another one. It was, uh, yeah, I can't. Yeah, there's a bunch of things ma- named after people, and it's just like, oh, my God, this is going to be self-indulgent. Well, sometimes it works, and sometimes it's just it's just doesn't doesn't click at all. You know what I mean? Yes. So now this is pre nine eleven by a lot, and you could just walk right up to the gate, and so he does. And I think says, you, could, you could still do that in the Miami International Airport. Oh. Okay. Yeah, just walk right in. I am not going to let you board. I like how there's this guy there. Yeah, and they missed a comedic point with that, I'm telling you. Well, a good comedy scene should have somebody in the scene watching it because that way, as an audience, you can relate to that person and it grounds it. And whatever chaotic thing, silly thing they do, it's funny because it's in real life. People are even watching it, which you can relate to if you ever watched it. So it's right to have them in there. Maybe I wouldn't have them play ping pong and stare at them so much. I maybe have another person there, but now he's got to say something. Yep. No, he didn't say anything. But he doesn't. He doesn't say something. They. But you're right. That's exactly the comedic point, that they didn't. I learned that from Penelope Shears, like the way she makes didn't movies. George, didn't George Clooney also do a thing where he was, it was a person's name. He was like the lawyer, not the funny Michael one. Michael Clayton. Michael Clayton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and there's Mary Riley. I really loved that film when the crazy one was talking to the George Clooney's son, 
and they were relating. You know what I mean? Like he was. I have. To, about I have. Like honestly, this. I have to see that movie. I know it's a really good film, and I just never seen it. Okay. Uh-oh, Rambo it versus is a really Matt's. Good film, and you should see it. All right, I'm, I'm putting that on my list. Rambo saw uh, matches, but his gun didn't. You know, it misfired or it didn't. So he's all pissed off at the gun. And there's the bomb. He's sitting there off. waiting. He, sh- he shot a gun in the basement and didn't go off. Damn it. Oh, uh, they're back together. They are totally back together, and they're going to get married. And they're fucking in their own hotel room. You should never mix business that- with pleasure. <laughs> so they called the father to say, it's going great, and people are coming to see the place tomorrow. And he's like, wait a minute. I'm going to blow that place up tomorrow. And now I find out that my daughter's there. Because the daughter went to help Elliot sort of like as a secret. Right. So now he knows that his daughter's in danger, his hotel sale is in danger, and matches, it's on, you know, it's too late to stop him. So he goes down there in person, and we get to our wrap-up. Oh, By God. the way, the time is deceptive on this, on this uh, Mason Skinner well, right now we're we're approaching an hour and ten minutes. It ends in ten minutes, and then there's it starts to play again. I don't know why. Oh, that's good. That's hey, that's fine by me, my friend. <laughs> ten less minutes of the new ro- I keep saying news new Rosebud Beach Hotel. The new Rosebud Beach Hotel, right? It's just the Rosebud. No, but there, there's a movie called The New Rose Hotel. It's like a cyberpunky. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Abel Ferrari movie. Matches is dead. Matches is dead because someone blew bazooka to his fucking... Uh... Not someone. It's our boiler room janitor, thank God, he, thank God he didn't miss. Now listen, if you come down to the boiler room in Garfield, New Jersey on Tuesday nights, you will not bump into Rambo. He is serving prison time for killing matches. So who's in the lineup this Tuesday at the Boiler Room in Garfield? Is it the Funny Boys? Whoever signs up. Whoever signs up. And I hope Youssef, my co-host, who's threatening to quit, Oh, is my God. I don't, I don't need... Listen, there's enough petty bullshit in San Francisco comedy. I don't need to hear the Garfield <laughs> scene. Well, you're right that it's bullshit, and you're right that it's petty, but you, San Francisco's just I said not I don't want to hear it. Anywhere you have humans, you're going to have petty bullshit. Oh, yeah, it's true. Why now look, Jennifer at the bar says she'll pay you, Seth. Oh, no, that's not enough for him. Look at that. It's like, I love this, the silk, uh, the satin uh, bedspread that it fucking really yeah. has. I'll do a How separate scene. If Every I... scene he's on the phone, it's squandered, this guy. No, he's the most evil listen, villain. I swear to God, he did one scene in, in that fucking hallway by the, the staircase, and then they yep. said... We need to, uh, if you need another shot from me, then I need to be in bed with silk sheets. <laughs> That's part of my turn-ons include satin sheets, peeing in the yeah, park, right. and German snoodles. <laughs> snoodles. Snoodles. This guy is huge. He was in six big Bur- big Tim Burton films. He yeah, was Chris- in Police Academy. Yes, I know. Christopher Lee's done it all. It's fucking amazing. He was Count Dooku, you mentioned. He was Sar- Saruman. Saruman. Yeah, so I am correct. He was in The Lord of the Rings. Yes, and The Hobbit. Which which Hobbits? All three Hobbits? This guy's a cash uh, machine. 
my yes, it says the Hobbit film trilogy, 2012 to 2014. So yes, and one other cool thing, which I forgot, he was the man with the golden gun. Right in that movie, whose name I forgot. James Bond filmed the man with the golden gun. Oh yes, <laughs> 1974. So I always thought like Sam Jackson made the most money, but this guy made hopefully made a chunk of change for appearing in like the biggest money makers of all time. I think towards the end of his life, he did. I think playing Dracula was not paying the bills. I think even the James Bond was just a nice payday. Right. Being in films like Airport 77, Return well, to Witch Mountain. Yes, which I remember him in that. I remember him in Return to Witch Return from yeah. Witch Mountain. So he it couldn't have added up. But to be in Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, that yeah, paid, that's I'm sure. cash. That's some Christopher Lee time right there. That's where you're like, oh, I don't think so. I think I'm going to go join a death metal band. Right. That's weird. And he went from opera to metal. Well, I mean, look at this. They're rocking out on the beach. Beach rocking. Yeah, that's right. They've got like a little uh, stage. Now, Sherry and Michelle think this is their chance. They think this film... Not that it's going to launch them. They're launched. They have a record. But they think they're going to be huge. And I feel bad for Sherry because she could have been. She's pretty. She's doing all the 80s rock you know, ballads. And but maybe, she rockers, works, maybe she's still to. working in something. I mean, I don't know her story. I don't know what she did. What? Oh, pot smoking okay, lady. So I smoking pot right there. An, I listened to, that's the pot ladies, and this is their last scene. Basically, what Count Dooku said is get everybody out of the hotel you know, and I'll come down there personally to work the real estate deal. So here's the real estate people or the hotel people. And there's Jewish guys in Miami. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Uh, uh, I mean, there's Jewish guys everywhere, right? Yeah. Oh, it's okay, Carl. You, I can, mean, say, you can agree with me. Uh, you know, one place I found did not have Jewish guys. Um, I was in Israel. I was at the Wailing Wall, and I learned that in the domed uh, mosque, they don't allow Jewish people. Huh. All right. You can you can go to Israel right now and walk into a place that does that has no Jews. Of course you have to be Muslim. You know, uh I was at a country club and uh, I asked, Do you serve orange Jews? And they said, What a stupid question. You were at a country club, do you serve orange juice? And they said, What a stupid question. Right. Do you know the original? I don't get. The original joke is, uh, "Do you serve orange juice?" And they say, "Yes, sir. We serve everyone." Orange juice. Orange juice. Purple juice. We serve everyone. That is good. Oh, good. Terrific. I'll have a Manischewitz. <laughs> Ella Fitzgerald now, used to advertise for Manischewitz. Do you remember that? They would have these jazz greats thinking about yeah. Manischewitz wine. Okay, so Count Dooku shows up. Here he says, oh, Saruman, great. He's like, is everybody out of the building? That's going to explode. What, out of the so, building? Yeah. It looks like they shot outside a fucking high school. No, it's still 2 o'clock. They haven't left school yet. So now they're going, he's going down to the beach. Now, Rambo says, all clear. And Peter says, I'll take one last look and set up Act 3. Now, Fran never finds out that Matches is dead, and it doesn't wrap up. 
How can you say act three and then this movie's ending in eight minutes? I shouldn't have said set up act three, but what can I say? That's their writing. The perils. In act three, you have a ticking time palm or a race or a challenge, you know? And in this one, it's the peril that he's going to get blown up. So Saruman finds out, so he goes to save Peter. Now, Carl, you know I have a big beef about movies shot in Florida, that I always feel like the exterior shots are weird because of the way the wind blows. But these are really cool shots on the beach. Wait till you see the money they spent to do the next scene. Wait till you see. Are we talking like twenty dollars, thirty dollars? At least. I'm now you saw those things version. that said dangerous, and they. Oh brought, my god! Look, look at the money they spent. Jesus, they just blew up the hotel. The Rosebud Beach Hotel is no more. Now they again squander, right? He goes, "Oh no, Elliot, my father!" And she runs to find them. Now, what we should have seen is the father saying, "Elliot." You know, you got to. Why do you want to save me? You hate me, and having them have a moment. But no, they're just saved. Oh, I got you. Right? No, I agree. Oh, I would have liked to seen someone yell, "My Walkman!" <laughs> when it, cause... it is 1984. Yeah. So now he's like... being all nice. Who, Duku? Yeah. So he says, the insurance money will finance any business venture you want to get into. And he goes, I don't have, it's they squander it. He doesn't say like, I've lost a hotel, but I've gained a son. He goes, no, I've gained a business partner. Aww. It's terrible. Oh, wait, finally, okay, epilogue, here's the plan Zorak. Yeah, that's right. This is Eddie's payoff. He really was an alien. It looks like they're at the Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, no, no, they're not. Remember, like, the, the, the interdimensional chess players? They're, they're in, like... Yeah. Yeah. Can now they're some playing... Astro weed? Yeah. They're getting high. And they're speaking a language, like, it's a fake one. Okay, now this is the home movie. Oh, you get to see the funny boys in, in the wild. They got drinks and they're doing finger uh, gun snaps at everyone. Hello, ladies. Now, they were the bellboys, so when the prostitute bellboys came along, what happened to them? They hit on they them. Oh, customer is Bud Freeman. So, yeah, it was probably. Huh. I guess it might what have been the... a Fran Drescher one. I don't know. I think it might have been the guy at the clerk uh, went to check in. I probably didn't even have a line. God, do you guys remember there this movie? Are. Here's some scenes from it. Scary. Remember that movie you just saw? Yeah, let's watch it again. Hello, Dad. Hello, Moms. Hello, Mom. We're twins. We're cherry, cherry bombs. Yeah, that's right. Uh-oh. That's right. They could say hello, Mom and Dad together. Yeah. And it would be true. It would still be true. Hello, world. Yeah. Cherry bomb. You that, know, like when I f- saw The Runaways, I was like, that song is great. Uh-huh. So I went to YouTube. It's not great. Oh, that's a great song. I don't know how Christian uh, Stewart does it, but uh, in the movie. But the thing is, Mike, with your, like, uh, I'm 50-whatever, you know, know, I don't know what the word is because it's not conservative, but you're so stodgy. 
I would think that Stodgy. you would hate a yeah, yeah, you're like, uh, Excuse oh, me. this one's a perv, and that one is, oh, you're always going, oh, my God, it's so inappropriate. I can't think of any of that for the cherry. Uh. <laughs> so Cherry Bomb is saying, hey, look, you think I'm a nice girl, I'm a, you know. And so is this Peter Solari right here who walks into the juggling? Because that is some yeah, pretty clever stuff. Yeah, and they should have done it, like, so Wait a minute. Did you see the credit? Mistake. I'm sorry. It just said the Shangri-La Hotel in Los Angeles, California. This was shot in Miami. I don't know why it said that. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I have. Here's uh, the music credits. Where is it? It's shot in Miami, Florida, but there also is Los Angeles shooting, which was all um, interiors. It's not in front of me, and I don't know why. I did write it down. It's probably I wanted to tell you the exact studio, but nope, I don't have Miami. it. Miami, we've got stuff for you. I'm having a meltdown. A meltdown. I don't like part. No part. Don't like no part. <laughs> I'm singing this now. Um, baby, there's baby. a bunch of songs here that were just in the background. Oh, and, like the scratch by the but, IBMs? But Cherry and, you know, her songs were the real songs. Uh, or Michelle and Cherry's songs were the real songs for Sherry, Sherry. I saw this interview. I listened to this podcast interview with Michelle trying to have her talk about her sister. And I don't know. It's just all spiritual. And I don't know. <laughs> okay. It's over. Now, yeah. for some reason, this publisher has. We're back in the middle of the film again. I don't know why. What did you think, Mike? What did I think? Uh, it had a. It's an interesting movie because it's Fran Dresser is really funny in it, and Colleen Camp is funny in it. Peter Solari holds up. So you have like some good comedy. You have a lot of topless scenes, and you have uh, vintage '80s Miami and Los Angeles, and Bud and yeah. Bud Freeman shows up, which is really strange. I thought this was a piece of shit movie. <laughs> but uh, it's good for your show for all those things that you said. You yeah, know? I mean, I'm and happy. Christopher I'm Lee happy. and Eddie yeah. I'm very happy I saw it. Let me put it that way. Like, it was not a waste of time for me, that film. So since you asked, uh, I would recommend the Rosebud Beach Hotel. And, but be prepared for a shocking ending. It's, you'll <laughs> never expect it. Hi, I'm Michelle. I'm Sherry. I is the guy in Ferris Bueller. I'm a no name. <laughs> I got to I got to watch Ferris Bueller again. God damn it! I don't want to do that again. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been uh, Carl. What did you think of this movie? I'm not going to end without asking you. Well, just like you said, I think, or maybe I inferred from what you said, I think that this film was very good for your show. <laughs> it had lots to talk about. Lots right. to talk about. Yeah, but I think it was poorly written and poorly directed. I think that it there was so much comedic. This could have been a hilarious film, absolutely, from sword fights all the way down to the explosion at the end. When Tackleberry came out of the water dressed as Rambo at the end of Police Academy Two, that should have been the end and be all <laughs> of Rambo parodies and movies. But they don't listen. Now, if you're still watching. Now we're rewound all the way to the beginning again for some reason. Oh, I saw. I hit pause on this. Good, good. Mark, well, I'm hitting pause now too. Well, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, this has been our show. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We originally premiered uh, this episode during an episode of our 
Brumba. Oh, Brumba. Let's get rid of Brumba. The edge of his sanity. We would love.